Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. Rechecking the highlights, Luke Thompson. You're all right, getting your research in. Yeah. Just, you know, really being pumped up for this. It's the first time I've seen it. I've not seen anything this weekend. Yeah. We'll talk about that, won't we? <laughs> yeah, okay. In a bit. Yeah. Uh, Richard Hobbs. Hello, everyone. Hardcore away dayer, Alex Moore. Hello. And Graham Large. Good evening. As well. Alex, how was San Marino away? Yeah, it's quite decent, yeah. Spectacular. Just a little yeah. trip to San Marino. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's quite decent, yeah. Fancast jet setting. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't get enough doom and gloom following malls away that you've decided to add England to your oh, arsenal no. as well. Crikey. Do you reckon next time you go to an England away game, you could bring, instead of like a Wolves flag or anything, a Fancast flag? Yeah. Get it on telly, yeah. yeah. Get the Fancast logo on telly. Well, the next one's Lithuania, but I'm in the Omen, so it looks a bit. Ooh, bring, yeah. bring, a, bring a Lithuania flag. Lithuanian wolves. So on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Bolton, and we'll preview the game against Brighton. Uh, but firstly, paper talk. I'll call it paper talk. Uh, wolves linked with Fraser Campbell on a loan. What do we think of Fraser Campbell? I think he he's, he's, a, he's a good striker. He'll get your goals, won't he? And that's you know. That's what, be, that's what goal scorers do. Yeah, that's what good goal scorers do. They get your goals. But I mean, if, if we've got a front four of a Falby, Lafondra, Campbell, and then a Bakari, you'd like to think that we could be a bit Kevin Keegan esque. And we're not gonna, it looks like we're not going to keep any clean sheets. So let's just outscore everybody. That's where you're going. Sorry, yeah. me, me and Gray were just sharing a very puzzled <laughs> look for a second. We could go very Kevin Keegan. No, but that's, well, that's, that was, was his philosophy, wasn't I was, it? I was expecting you to give him, give all our strikers perms there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you score three, we'll score four. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> saying that, he does bring strikes off the bench anyway, does he? Yeah, he makes one so much. Exactly, so just, just edit that out. That just... No, I'm going to keep that in. <laughs> that I'm going to keep that in. When you've got Kenny Jackett as a manager. And Wolves are among many teams who have been linked with Man United's James Wilson. Uh, on loan, anyone else on James Wilson? Shaking of the heads. Not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen. We'll get we'll get gazumped by somebody else. Yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be Derby or Middlesbrough or yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody predictable Forest. like that. It won't yeah. be. It won't be Wolves. There's something about Wilson that I just think I don't think he's going to be good enough. I don't know what it is. I just mm. there's just something about him. Do you think it's the fact that there is this hype about him and the fact that he kind of had, didn't go on loan last season? His development possibly stalled a little bit. Well, actually, he he played what he scored that brace under Ryan Giggs, and then he scored. I know he scored a couple for England under twenty ones, but he hasn't done a lot between uh, then and the last eighteen yeah, months. Yeah, it's just uh, he, he doesn't excite me as much as Fraser mm. Campbell. Um, but who knows? I mean, you know, he's still young, so you, so you've got to give him a chance, haven't you? But I believe he's in the United squad tonight, isn't he, for the Champions League? The way they normally yeah. field a few youngsters don't they? Well, just to give them some game time. Yeah, but but uh, my doubts with Fraser Campbell are he's, he's got a pretty checkered history with injuries, and yeah. it's it's not exactly been your mm. your knocks and your and your strains and things like that. He's had quite a few serious injuries over the last few years, and I just wonder whether it's going to be a short term impact signing mm. rather than a sustainable long term that that we should perhaps be looking for with with Dicko's absence. I mean. Lafondre's obviously stepped up to fill that berth now, but I can't see Fraser Campbell coming if he's mm. going to sit on the bench. I does guess. It, sorry, but do you think it does it show progress 
that in the loan market we're looking at Campbell and Wilson apparently if you believe the rags whereas last season we were looking at Graham and Sagbo mm. I think Danny Graham says was a step forward though it was, was a step, it was a step up from Sagbo but yeah. that's, it's not exactly the same isn't it? Yeah. I think the thing with Danny Graham was we, we'd seen him tear that league apart before mm. and he, he came to us and there was just he was just the wrong player for, yeah. for us. I guess we've also got the difficulty that they know the experience I had with Sagbo and Graham last season and they need some to try and fill Tico's boots, but they're going to be almost tentative about who they try and bring in. So the longer it goes, the longer the people get unrested. Then all of a sudden, it's whoever they're bringing in, is it going to be seen as a panic alone or mm. are they actually going to get the right person in at the right time? I don't know. I think the phrase Campbell as well, he's a bit of a journeyman. Like he's been near the fence. I mean, he's been at a lot of clubs. Yeah, like, yeah, Sunderland, Hull, Palace, Spurs, Cardiff. Yeah. He's how old, how old he, is he? About twenty six. Something like that. Yeah, he's not. He's not old, is he? Um, he's twenty seven. Well, you know, so what's that? Five clubs by twenty seven. I think that's One, two, probably the norm nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, he's been so. He's on his seventh club. Oh, which okay. will probably be his eighth club. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, the loan watch continues, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. It continues to rumble on. How many players do you want on loan? Because we've got Ojo, we've got Martinez, we've got Lafondra. Do you really want another player on our team? Really, well, it's, it's a case of we could only sign two more, I believe. Because yeah. Yeah. I remember Watford, didn't they have like quite a few players on loan a few years ago and everybody's moaning about that? Oh, because the whole Udinese yeah. kind yeah. of thing. But it's just like last season we didn't really, when Sagbo and Graham went back, we didn't have a player on loan all season. Mm. And then you look at like the teams like Derby and Forest, who were well, well, Derby's, I suppose. And they had quite a few loan players, mm. but... They were depending on loan players and we didn't last season. It's a fan's parliament tonight as we record this and we're also live blogging it. So we'll try and um, pick out uh, a few bits as the podcast goes on. Um, as we're recording it, a lot of questions for Kenny Jackett. Interesting points on Richard Stearman. He talks about uh, Dominic and Oil first. Somebody asked about why he's not playing. Uh, Kenny Jackett said it's um, injury-wise. Again, he, he makes the same point as well about Richard Stearman saying that we've got the centre-backs coming through. He does also make the, the odd point about that Richard Stearman hasn't any... We haven't had, had any clean sheets under Richard Stearman. Now, whether that's this season or previous seasons he's referring to, I'm not sure. But we had surely... 18 clean sheets last season. So he's got to have played in those. Yeah. So he, he, must, be, five games. he yeah. must be talking about this season, which then begs the question, it's harsh to judge an individual player on that on one of your bases you're judging them on, on that one, if the rest of the team have also had a clean sheet. So, I mean, in, in a sense, he's... he's... Blaming Richard Steeman for us not keeping a clean sheet. Where how many goals was Steeman at fault for this season? Uh, the quote is uh, goals against Cullen, we didn't have any clean sheets with RS, which is Richard Steeman. We, we didn't have any clean sheets with Iorfa or Goldborn or Martinez or Ikimi or even Ebanks Landell, so do we get rid of all those? And I think well? I think out of the majority of the goals that we conceded this season, I can safely say that Barely any of them have been Stearman's fault. Mm. I can't think of any. The, the full quote is, our goals against Cullen, we didn't have any clean sheets with RS. Danny's been a big loss so far this season. He's a real leader and a tower of strength. He will help equation when he's back. We've had a number of goalkeeping errors as well, and that's where it's been. I think the character of players is good enough to overcome lack of experience. Courtney Hawes won't go under. If he makes a mistake, he doesn't buckle. So unless I guess he's saying that perhaps goalkeeping errors are... More to attribute to that. Well, then just I just don't understand why he would say, with Richard Seaman in the team, we didn't keep any clean sheets. Mm. If he wanted to refer to the goalkeepers afterwards. I mean, I'm starting to find <clears throat> when Jacket first came to the club, you'd listen to him talk and everything seemed sort of 
like you could believe what he was made saying. And, and, perfect sense. Yeah, he yeah. made sense when he was talking. But I, I just find the last six months or so... He, he keeps talking in riddles. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he does. <laughs> and you just think, well, like last season I thought he kept promising us paradise and he's given us Scarborough. That was like last season. Was like, what oh, what? I say about Scarborough? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great Yarmouth. But yeah, he <laughs> yeah, was yeah. just like, he was kept like, at start, he was just like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get the, the automatics. And then when we had our bad run in November, he was like, okay, playoffs. And then it was just like, okay, lower playoffs. And you just mm. think, one sticks one and aim for it. Yeah. I'm just imagining Kenny Jacket dresses the riddler now. Yeah, I'm just having films. I don't know, it, it just doesn't sit easy with me. It seems like he's changed and I don't like it. It doesn't seem like the same man when he's talking and you're listening to his interviews now. Mm. Just the message that he's, he's seems like he's trying to get across. It doesn't seem as clear as what it did mm. 12, 18 months ago. You've got to look at it on the face value, though, and think that he's he's probably going through... I wouldn't say it's his worst run as manager, because obviously there was that blip in November last mm. year when we lost five on the banks, was it? Yeah, mm. yeah something um, like that. And also in League One, we had a difficult run we, as well. We had a little difficult run, but I think this has been... I think what's hitting for six is the fact that last season we came out the blocks flying season before we started well. Um, and this season, it just it just hasn't happened. We had the opening day win and we thought, OK, maybe maybe we, maybe we can do this without some obvious personnel missing. But it, it just seems to have not clicked. And I think part of the problem that I'm finding now is there's... I'd be very surprised if Carla Kiwi's not wondering what the hell's happened at the moment mm. as well, given the fact he was dropped again on Saturday. I'll save my thoughts on that for, mm. the, for the Bolton roundup. But I think you can you can notice that cracks are starting to appear. Formation change, and it's it's almost like it's still it's still hard for players to get used to a whole new setup. It's a work in progress, isn't yeah. it? That 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 system, it's not going to be. They, they can't go from playing playing with with like they were last season with the likes of Sacco and Van La Parra just flying at full backs and the rest of the team when you've got the likes of Jack Price and Kevin McDonald in the centre sweeping the ball around. I mean, it's. It, it, you can't go from that to playing a much more narrow, compact, almost like you're setting yourselves up to be hard to beat mm. rather than trying to win the game and, and think it's going to work overnight. And Through pre-season, you, everybody was saying he's trying to find his plan B because that's what he struggled with last year. And But he, he hasn't concentrated on plan A. Mm. Like He's totally forgot like the formation from last season and he's just stuck with plan B when he, it's clearly not working. Mm. And plan A worked and he's just like, oh. it's like he'd swap round. He's really limited his substitutes, isn't he? I think he, he must turn around and go, what are you lot doing here? Was it, was it Hull when he brought on the Fondry after like 92 minutes? Yeah, and 92 that was minutes. Then, you know, we're chasing the game against Bolton. He makes one sub after 61 minutes. Now, that to me, that's the sort of situation where you're screaming at throwing on Enna Bakari or Van der Parra or Burn. Or Burn yeah. You know, like he's... I just don't even know what's going through his head, to mm. be fair. Came back after the international break and suffered a 2 1 defeat away to Bolton, uh, which is a really surprise, really, because we always seem to do badly after the international break. Um, let's talk about the team selection first and two particular M's Martinez and McDonald. Uh, Martinez in goal instead of Akimi. Um, what, what do you think the thinking could have been around that? I've written a blog on this for the Express and Star today because I'm, I'm a bit baffled by the whole situation. bit baffled by the whole situation because I can't understand how you're going with two very inexperienced centre backs who need a strong, authoritative presence behind them to guide them through games at the moment. And he's swapping keepers virtually mm. every other game. They've both played three games. 
Hakimi's got the better record out of the two because he's featured in both wins and conceded less goals, but it's hardly saying anything based on based on the fact that Martinez had a good game on, on Saturday and I don't think he was at fault for either goal. But I can't see how, A, swapping the goalkeepers is going to do either of them any favours. Mm. And I can't see how it's going to help the defence out at a time when they need stability. And I don't see, for me... How that's going to how that's going to help us in the long run, and I think for the season's sake, and Luke discussed this with me yesterday, he's got to pick one mm. and ha- let them have a run because otherwise it's it's just going to fall apart. Mm. It's a little bit baffling as well. Like he called up to the Nigeria squad, so he's got to be buzzing for that, and then keep was it one or two clean sheets? One against Tanzania, I think. Yeah. Well, he must have been coming back quite buzzing and then he finds out he's just been dropped for Martinez and you just think his confidence must have been sky high and then he's just he's rock bottom again I mean so. it mustn't be doing anything for either goalkeeper not knowing if they're going to get a consistent run but it can't be doing anything for the other members of the team as well because they make a, a mistake they're just thinking oh god I'm not going to play yeah. next game yeah. so, you know, how can you have faith in Jack how can you have faith in the manager if he hasn't got the confidence in who he's picking each week because he mm clearly doesn't at the moment he doesn't know what his team should be which is a very worrying thing for me do you, do you think the players might be stepping over the white line every week with an element of fear in the game and thinking well oh, if I do make this mistake am I going to be dropped next week which is good I in don't some ways I, don't, I think yeah, in, in I think some ways it may be good but they're always going to have that element of doubt in their own ability yeah. in the back of the mind and that might affect them on the pitch which okay. could possibly um I mean, just looking at the Bolton highlights, there's three or four mistakes. Just riddled in a two-minute highlight mm. package. You know, you've got Courtney Harris's header. You've got Ethan Ebanks Landell challenging the box for the first goal. You've got Scott Goldborn who dancing. He's doing the twist or something. I don't know. But you know, so there's three mistakes just on a two-minute highlights. And I want someone to edit that clip. <laughs> Let's do the <laughs> twist again. <laughs> but is that in? The back of the minds of the players that have they not that got anxiety? Have they not got that um, the trust, the trust, the, from, the the trust yeah. from the manager that even if I make a mistake, he's going to put his arm around me. He'll talk me through it. You know, we'll try and iron it out on on the training ground, or you know, just understand that mm. we are still human. We do make the odd mistake, and then just get on with it next week. I don't think that's there at the moment, mm. and whether it's affecting me or not, I don't know. I'm not a sports psychologist, but. On the Kent on the um, the Akimi Martinez front against somebody on the fans pond asked about whether you know he's one going to be picked or not. Kenny Jacket said, "I do agree with the word consistent. There have been several mistakes that forced my hand. I have every confidence in Emmy Martinez. Uh, I thought he was excellent on Saturday. The type of performance I expect from him. Carl has the ability to fight back." Need competition in the club. Consistency is something that you need. Mistakes or poor performances force your hands. So I'm presuming that, but even from that stage, it sounds like a keeper's made a mistake, so I'll put this keeper in. Then he's made a mistake, I'll put this keeper in. Surely, like you said, you've got to allow someone to have a couple of mistakes, and then you go, okay, maybe we need to change it. Well, I mean, in that case, then, when we played Brighton on Saturday, Goldborn's going to be dropped because he made a mistake. Ethan Ebank Landau's going to be dropped because he made a mistake. Courtney House is going to be dropped because he made a mistake. And Matt Doherty's going to be dropped because he made a mistake when he. Slice that, that yeah. uh, clearance back into our 18-yard box. So if that's Kenny Jackett's logic, we need four new... Then we're going to have to draft them in from the under-21s to play Brighton on Saturday. Again, that's where I'm finding Kenny Jackett. He's, he's making no sense with what he's saying. Yeah. Because how, how can he come out with that statement when he clearly can't back it up on Saturday? 
He's the riddler. I'm getting scared. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you can't unless it's just a rule for the goalkeepers. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. And the, the thing that is bothering me at the moment is the fact that we've, for some reason, and it, it, it still puzzles me, we've sold our only really, okay, Danny Bart, but Stephen is our own was our only really experienced centre back that was fit at the time, and we've we've got two kids playing there, and for all the will in the world, they're two very promising kids, but they're going to be error prone. There's mm. going to be mistakes, mm. and you can't have a manager going out and saying if they make a mistake, that's it. It's going to force my hand when you've got two lads there that are trying their hardest. Are going to make mistakes because what are they going to think every time they make a mistake? Oh God, that's it! I'm I'm gone. The most important relationship in the in in, in the foundation of any football team is the goalkeeper's relationship with his two centre backs, in my opinion. And at the minute, due to the inconsistencies there, it's becoming very very hard mm. to actually form that foundation of the side. And to me, that's a big problem. I was going to say, I mean, touch on sort of what you said about. Not having, you know, if they make a mistake, who's there to put their arm around them on the pitch? Because they don't, you know, if Cahors makes a mistake on Saturday, he's looking at the guy to his to his right, thinking you've got to sort of build me back up here. Yeah. But he doesn't know what he's really doing either. Yeah. And there's not, uh, and you know, he can look behind him as well. The goalkeeper's not going to be yeah. doing much. The goalkeeper's likely to be more like, come on, lads, what's mm. going on, rather yeah, than putting the arm he, again. Oh, all right, it's all yeah, right. Um, it's like if they look forward as well to McDonald and he got dropped on Saturday yeah. as well, so yeah. it's just like well, it's quite an oh, inexperienced. How far forward you look? You, Edwards is now going to be the most far forward person. Look at um, somebody. I, I was scrolling through Twitter a couple of days ago and I, I saw a tweet from somebody. I can't remember who it was. So apologies, but that says um, after the Bolton game, well during the Bolton game, we lacked any leadership. There was not mm. one leader on that pitch. Mm. Which, when you think about it, there isn't, is there? No, there isn't. No. I mean, Dave Edwards was just recently. I guess he was captain again. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's always I mean, there to kind of lead by example, though. Yeah. In the same way, someone like a phobie was when he um, captained against Newport. Barney. Was it Barney? No, it was Newport. It was Newport. And which is fair enough, but if the chips are down, you've got to have someone who's willing to sort of mm. take command of that situation. And as much as I love Dave Edwards and even Benica phobie, they're not they're captain not, material, not, really, not, are they? They don't have those characteristics. I've got my doubts about Danny Bart as captain as well, but I think he is the best option now yeah. there at the minute. But unless we go out and actually sign a captain, like we did with Sam Ricketts, like someone's going to do with Kevin Nolan, I don't want him to sign for us, but like someone's going to do with Kevin Nolan, they're going to sign a captain. Mm. And and unless we go and, unless we go and do that or, or sign someone with that level of influence, it's I can't see where the leadership's going to come from. Well, it sounds like as well that maybe Martinez is back to number one again from that stage as well. It is sort of implied, doesn't yeah. it, that you know, if Hakimi's got to fight for his place back, well... well give, him a, give him a run. Yeah. Give him a run, yeah. let's see what yeah. he can do. Right. We'll talk about um, more of the game in a second. Kevin McDonald wasn't in the squad at all. He seemed to have travelled with the squad, but wasn't picked. Does this obviously highlight more of the case of the suspicions of the contract and the is there something gone behind the scenes? I don't think McDonald, McDonald wants to be here anyway. I don't think his head or his heart's in in his environment. He's been very poor all. I mean, he was quite average, below average last season, but he's been even worse this season. Now, I mean, the amount of uh, Perlo-esque balls he's tried to do and it's near enough gone out for a, a corner. You just think, what the hell are you doing? Would you not still try and tie him down for a new deal, though? Mm. I'd still try him down for a new deal. It depends how badly he... Genuinely, honestly, in his heart, mm. wants to stay at the club. 
He's going to have to wait till January now, isn't he, if he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. For some well, reason. Another, another big factor is his mate's gone for Fulham and they, they yeah. wanted him. And I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fulham come in for him again in January myself. Either. Could you see him going on loan? To Potentially, to I think Wolves would be a bit reluctant to say. I think they'd yeah. be like, he's like, he's like with Stearman. Yeah. I mean, if we can get two million, million for him, and his contract's up at the end of the season, and they know he's not going to sign a contract, they'll just like, bye. Yeah, like the way with Stearman. And then it all came out with Stearman forced out of the club, and he was just like, well, no. It does also raise a question which we talked about before money are we offering mm. players now? He's pro- he probably wants parity with the likes of a Fabi. Mm. And- and that's that's probably what it is, and Wolves probably just aren't prepared to give it to him. But right, so like you sign one player, you sign one player from Arsenal, you sign another player from Sheffield United. Which one's going to command the higher wages? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd fully back the club if that mm. was their position, because I mean, if you if you're going on form, he's he, he wouldn't even be in the top ten paid players at the club this season. If you're just going based based on form. we'll talk about the rest of the game in a second. Let's try and cheer ourselves up slightly. <laughs> let's let's do a new feature. Called why I didn't go to the away game. Now let's be honest with you, Alex goes to what nearly every single away game, yeah. and I didn't go. So, Graham, did you go at the weekend? No, this feels no. more like an interrogation <laughs> than a feature. Gen- genuine reason, <laughs> doing something, couldn't be bothered. It honestly, you, you'll see why I'm doing this in a second. I'm saving to buy a house. Saving to buy a house. Alex obviously went. Rich, did My you go? My brother was down for the weekend. So Rich's brother was down for the weekend. I was at a wedding in Sheffield. Luke Thompson. Did you go to the away game? I didn't, no, no. No. I, I was what? fortunate enough to be in Magaluf on a stag do, so... <laughs> and anything yeah, interesting well, happened on Magaluf? You know, I think most people know what happened to me last time we played Bolton, so I think it's just something to do with whenever we play Bolton, something bad happens to me. Is it a full moon or something? I I've got no idea, but <clears throat> I managed to top last year where I broke my glasses, and this year I just lost my phone, lost my little smoking... Lost my little electronic cigarette. Lost about fifty euros as well. So, and that was on the first night. I was just devastated. Classic stag, classic stag weekend. We wouldn't be a stag without somebody losing. Well, no, exactly. So, so I thought we'd give ourselves a little bit more on that. (laughs) I actually did work, Dave. Thank you. I feel even more depressed now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the game in general, Um, Alex. From the away day point of view, first, we'll talk about the kind of the key points, which we'll be honest, we were watching the highlights. Alex, from the away day point of view, what was it like in the stand? Apart from obviously horrible, but from what Um, you saw, it was just moan, 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 moan all game, constant moaning from fans. And And what did the rest of the fans say? Way. No, anyway. but literally it was just there was obviously you had the ones that was getting behind the fact the team constantly, but there was just nothing, nothing encouraging to like. Oh, go on, and it was just like, oh, there's nothing. And then when Evan Clandell gave away, uh, well, committed murder and gave away that penalty, <laughs> somebody in the fo- somebody in the army he just went football reasons and started clapping. And then you just think, for God's sake, what's happening? I like it when people talk, but they put thought into it. (laughs) I don't mind that. I I actually tip my cap off to those people. But I turn around to them and say, that's a good one, right? (laughs) It's a very valid point, actually. But, yeah, the atmosphere was quite dead. There was nothing to shout about, nothing to really... The only thing positive was the penalty, and that was it. And I think, yeah, it was... Bolton, I mean, I've been seven times, but I've never saw us win, so I'm never, never going again. Oh, I think I saw you mention... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be uh, there next season. Saw you mention the other week, because Jed Wallace started, and yeah, you played, thought he actually had a good game. He played, I mean, he was a bit mi- mixed opinions. Some people have said he was 
off the pace. And then he just seemed, him and Henry seemed the only creative players. They only seemed the ones that wanted to try. And the defence was shocking. I mean, neither of them should. They're like you were saying, if they make a mistake, surely all four of them should be suspended for a week. So they're absolutely terrible. Cody was just fighting a lost cause. The two wingers, Wallace and Henry, they tried so hard, just nothing was working. The two strikers were just working the socks off, nothing was working for them. And Edwards was constantly up and down, up and down the pitch, non-stop, constantly wiping Ebanks, Landell and Courtney S's arses all the game. So he couldn't do much. And yeah, it was just the defence let us down, but there was nothing creative about it. Even though the, the two wingers was trying to be creative. How about Martinez as well? Did he made some quality yeah. saves? I mean, he was getting to almost everything, but obviously he couldn't do anything about the two goals. But yeah, he, he didn't. But I'd rather see Akimi in because at the end of the season he's going to be the Wolves keeper, Akimi. Mm. But yeah, and then bring like I said, bring him one sub. on. he was crying out for a substitute. He was desperate for a sub. Bring somebody on. If if not Van Lepar, I mean, I can't see the point where I've got Ojo on loan because it's a little bit pointless. He's eighteen. And he's not a Wolves player. But really, at that, bringing somebody on loan that age, why don't we just push somebody through our academy at mm. that age? Because we've got the players there. But then you've got like Brian just signed. Everybody wants to see him to bring him on. And then he makes one sub, not the 60th minute. And then it's crying out for some shit. It's crying out for a change. The system's not working. And he's just the normal stubborn Kenny Jack itself. And just think, I'm not changing it. God knows what's going through his head. Because he must think we're playing the other team off the park. And it's clearly not working. So. But how poor must Jordan Graham be if Arjo's yeah. above him? Because I mean, from what I've seen of Arjo, I've seen very little, three or four matches. But I, I don't know. There's just something about him again, a bit like James Wilson. I just think I went to, he's not very good. I've, I've got to be honest. I went to an under twenty-one game towards the end of the season. I think we played Reading, and uh, Jordan Graham scored the winning goal for Wolves. But to be honest, I was more impressed with Delhi on the right wing than I was with Graham on the left that night. And um, it's. He, he just didn't didn't seem to have that sort of X factor that you need mm. from a winger. Yeah. And I, I, the, the shocking one for me is the fact that we're going to spend reportedly a million pound on Nathan Byrne, and he doesn't even get off the bench, let alone let alone start the game when it, it's been quite obvious from our attack this season that we miss that that player that can just run at a defender. And particularly like you were saying, we're half an hour half an hour before the end of the game when you can see that it needs changing. Why don't you bring someone off the bench that can actually run at a back thought mm. rather than just and the it's same not like we didn't have the players on we had Van Lepar, I know he's not fantastic, but he can run at a defence. We had Brown, we don't really know what he's doing, but he can run at a defence. And a Kabar, he can do he can cause a defence problem. But he didn't change anything and oh. that's what the frustrating thing was. They're all sort of impact subs as well if you're mm. playing them from the bench that can come on and change the game and, and make a difference whereas you know was it whenever we still like Kevin Doyle anyway but like when we had the likes of Doyle on the bench and do you know what for Colorado Kevin Doyle yeah, bench is Kevin Doyle we'd, we'd all the bench is Kevin Doyle he's bagging the goals in <laughs> but MVP Italian he just scores headers he's just yeah. headers every game I just think you know the options was there to try and make an impact and, and snatch an equaliser but for whatever reason, whether they've made a mistake in training or not, he just refused to yeah, bring them on. I was going to say, did Jed Wallace um, play actually on the left wing, or was he kind of a bit more? He, he's, playing, he's playing left wing, but he, the amount of times he like drifted into the yeah. centre because there was nothing in the centre. Because we were playing a four-four-two, mm. we weren't playing like our four-two-three-one. Oh, right, okay. We were almost playing four-four-two. David was in the central midfield position, so he was out of position as well. And we were playing with two wingers, but the, it was like we had 
two in the middle and then two in the middle and then your two strikers there's no width at all mm. because mm. they had to keep coming in because that's where that must be the formation mm. considering how well I thought James Henry played anyway against Charlton playing sort of more on the left hand side and him having that ability to cut inside if he wants to that would have been crying out to have um, Burn on the right wing then and give us some real pace down yeah. that side. Yeah. And it's like Jacket <coughs> didn't realise that. They brought Ojo on and Ojo just he seems scared of his own shadow and scared of the ball. Let's go through a goal review. First goal for Bolton. Yeah, Mark Pickford actually. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. It, was, it was his flick on. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> and and Goldberg, what Goldberg was doing. And Goldberg it's beggar's belief really that we're defending that poorly at the moment but then when you look at it on paper and you look at how many games in particular those two have played in in, in this league mm. it isn't really that surprising that mistakes like that are happening and that's where we need an experienced centre-back to play alongside them and there's a lot of pressure on Danny Bart coming back into mm. this side because he's going to have to come in and I think Ebanks Landor which will be the sacrificial lamb which I think it might be a bit harsh, but it's it's probably going to be the way. And he's he's going to have a lot on his shoulders. He's going to be coming back in after a fairly long layoff because I think he's been injured for what best part of April, yeah, best part of six months now. And he came through came through the match on Saturday relatively unscathed. But Mm. I I just think it's a lot of pressure on him to to come back into the side. He's he's going to have to come back in and install some install some leadership Mm. as it is. And then having to take the reins at the back four and steer a couple of young lads through the game, it's it, it's a lot of pressure on somebody. Let's go through what Ebanks Lando was thinking for that penalty. Because he does lose the man. Is he almost trying to come back and think, right, I could probably slide, I could go around him and get the ball here and just, just doesn't realise I think he just all. thought, oh, you've mugged me off, I'm having you. I'm having you. <laughs> you've mugged me right off, mate. <laughs> I've got no words on it. Yeah. That's what I think why you'd commit because you're coming in from a completely wrong side. It's yeah. you're only ever gonna give away a penalty in that situation. There's no way he is not going to commit a foul coming from the opp- mm. coming from the opposite side. And it we keep saying they're inexperienced and stuff like that. But that isn't a mistake of inexperience. That's just downright stupidity. Mm. Wolves have some chance to, uh, later on as well. Um, Ivan Landell had that header, which is probably unlucky yeah. to score. Alex, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wolves obviously got a goal back of Phoebe with the penalty, which is a, a nice little uh, double. Is it double fake? What, what's the, the appropriate He's word? Stuttered. Stutter. Double. A classic it's... FIFA double stutter. Just still got a master. We got, 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 got him doing that. We had Sacco doing it. One of these days, one of them's going to miss, and it will. Yeah. You know, one of these. Wolves players is going to miss it. It will blow up in our face. It really will. So it was another a defeat, really, which will come throughout the season. <coughs> but an in- inconsistent team selection from Kenny Jacket once again, which seems to have been the uh, downfall and substitute selections. Any other thoughts on Bolton before we hastily wrap up this section? Did you see that bloke? Who's had the score tattooed on his oh, leg? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Why? I- I've got Just, no idea. That's got to be a bet. It's got to be a bet. Mm. Why, how would that bet come about? Yeah, if we beat Wolves, I'll get the score tattooed on my leg. Like, was why it actually, was care it actually a Bolton fan? Because I've just seen, I've just seen the first. Could you imagine some Wolves? <laughs> I guessed that it was like a, um, a Wolves fan who had it done. He had a bet with his mate who was a Bolton fan. Who said, "Oh, whoever 
loses has to get for scores. It's, it's going to be one of the. It, it's actually going to be one of this soccer Saturday drinking games, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Next grand, the goal goes in. You get the score <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's a really, really happy Bolton fan. He's just, I'm getting the score tattoo in my leg. <laughs> my first ever game. I'll never forget it. <laughs> We just really hates Wolves. He wanted to commemorate That's that victory. We really hate the fact that James Henry scored that last second goal last season. Yeah. I got really, I, when I was um, at this wedding. Obviously, like a lot of people do, you're checking your phone, you're checking Twitter, you're refreshing you're your social animal at these exactly. Occasions. It's really yeah. best man speech. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. get on with it. Stop the speeches. <laughs> just refresh, refreshing. And it was one of those times where someone annoyingly retweets oh. an old tweet. And it was someone who retweeted the tweet when James Henry scored the <laughs> yeah, And for that. the second, you're like, oh, you. I didn't almost retweet that off a fancast account. <laughs> uh, so Bolton, a defeat, uh, but hopefully Wolves will look to bounce back. Which they will look to bounce back against Brighton on home, on home at home on Saturday. Uh, now Brighton who play Rotherham tonight on Tuesday in the league. Uh, Wolves were going to have a game this week against... Was it is Fulham? Yes, Fulham. Yeah. But well, that's been rearranged to next week due to oh, this, this, this competition apparently called the Champions League. We've got the League Cup final next week. But Middlesbrough away. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Is it third? Yeah, third yeah. round. So that's why we've got no uh, game tonight. Uh, so, so Brighton take on uh, Rotherham tonight at Brighton. Was it the Amex? Yeah. It is. They're undefeated so far this season. They've won five, they've drawn one, they've won their last three games, could be four tonight, and they could extend their lead to the top of the table by seven points. Um, Hamed and Lawalawa are their top scorers with four goals each. Um, and Lawalawa will miss the game against Rotherham tonight because he's already had five yellow cards. Yeah, that's good going. Yeah. That's eager. And they won their game the weekend against Hull 1-0 at home. Um, this is how... Actually, no, Rich, why is the line-up for Today. Brighton tonight against Rotherham? Because we're not going to go on uh, BBC Sport and check who plays them this time. We're going <laughs> to we're going to be even more researchable. Yeah. So their line-up tonight is Stockdale in goal, um, cross the back four... Bruno, Greer, Hunmeyer, Hunmeyer, yeah, and Bong. That's a bit easier. How come they're not playing Dunk? Slam Dunk. The funk. I put it up. He's on the bench. If you got that feeling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Murphy, Stevens, KL and Mar- uh, March um, in the midfield, and Hemed and Boldock at top. There we go. Um, what do we think of any of those players? I've um, got Bobby Zamora on the bench, so yeah. he's going to score against If it's the Murphy, yeah, yeah. who I think it is, then he's very, very good. There's from Norwich, Jacob or Joe, these two twins. Mm. Jamie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah Brighton's fan cast a slag in all our players. Like. Yeah, <laughs> right this minute. Yeah, they can. They can. We've, we've, beaten, <laughs> we've beaten Brighton and Hove Albion three times in 24 fixtures. Really? Good just, to give you, just to give you an omen for Saturday. The, the writing is on the wall, well and truly. Right, let's finish the fan cast on that great well, start. Bye, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a good start. Well, fantastic start. Well, my prediction's going to change now. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you about uh, Chris Hewton, who's done a great job so far in turning Brighton around. Brighton, last few seasons, have always been like a playoff team. Last season, they struggled. Chris Hewton, obviously, avoided relegation with them. This season, they're doing fantastic. He's a good... I've always liked Chris Hewton as a manager. I think he's a really good manager, and I think he's a really good guy as well. 
Um, and I think that kind of shows for his football teams as well. Actually, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a one season wonder for me. I've got to be honest. Um, I think he, he he has that first initial season where he seems to get really good results out of the team. Okay, he was unfairly chopped from Newcastle, but he went into he went into Norwich and he, he had an impressive first season there. And then the second season, he was they were just clueless. And mm, was that was when they, they they bought Neil Neil Adams in towards the end. And did he get playoffs for Blues as well? Yeah, but he went straight to Norwich after that yeah. one. But it's um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how he does this season. But I think I can, I can see Brighton having a good season this year and then him being out of a job come next Christmas. Mm. That's almost but a championship, though, isn't it? It is, but I, I, I don't know. Um, he's very he's very old fashioned in his methods as well, yeah. which is another thing that. For me, I don't think it necessarily translates as well to today's game as it probably would have done mm. ten years ago. But I'm, I wouldn't want him in charge of my club. Let's put it like that. Yeah, I like how Graham had a little a drink as well. <laughs> yeah. But that's none of my business. <laughs> um, let's talk about the lineup for the weekend for Wolves. Now we want to talk about a consistent lineup. Um, do you therefore say that you keep the team that played? Against Bolton, just to give a bit more consistency, I'd play Kimi in goal. Price and Cody in the middle, maybe. I'd bring Price. I'd, 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 yeah, just, Price. I think we're going to get to a point again this season where we're going to go. You know who should be playing? Jack Price. And so why aren't we playing? It's almost like the evidence <coughs> last season. Why, why, why aren't we playing Jack Price? I think we need to play one up top as well, maybe a Felby, and then resort to the three attacking midfielders with Edwards in his number ten role, and then two wingers. But obviously, you've got to play James Emery. But it depends who you play on the other wing. Stick with Wallace again, maybe. Yeah. I think I'd be playing if I'd be up front, not in the number ten, because I just think you're gonna. I, th- I always thought it was weird. I always thought Dicko was a better number ten and Fobia was a better number nine. But Jackie thought it was the other way around, and I always thought Dicko was. A, he's not really a, a natural goal scorer as like Fobia is. He's more of he's more of a hard worker in that number ten role. Mm. But yeah, Jackie mm. thought op- opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, I think the big difference that you're going to notice between Dicko and Lafondre is Dicko's got the mobility to be able to stretch a back four, whereas Lafondre's very much a poacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's why Afobi has to basically play that. Will have to play that deeper role now because I think he's he's more bit more mobile than Lafondre is. But um, I'd, I'd stick with the two up front myself. Mm. Um, I think I think we've got two guys there that can that can bag a goal at pretty much any time of a game, which is which is what's crucial really. Um, although. Lafondra has done the business in the past coming off the bench when he gets brought on with 90 seconds to go he ain't going to do it for us How about midfield then because we do have a plethora of options there don't we and do, you, do you try and put people like I don't think he'll be Bernie's debut starting but do you put wingers on there maybe not just Henry but Van Lepare as well to try and... it, it, sorry to cut you off there but going back to the midfield I think one surprising thing on Saturday was the appearance of George Savile on the bench again mm, yeah. and I wonder whether there's something there that he's he, he, he sees Savile as perhaps giving him another go because he did make a big statement during pre-season by saying he's come back from his loan period he's got a clean slate he's got a chance to impress and they must have seen something in him at some point to spend the amount of money that they did on him and I know it, it's not really it's not really happened for him which is probably a bit of an understatement considering some of the performances I saw from him last season but um, it there's got to be a reason why he suddenly come from nowhere yeah. to back in the back in the eighteen, and I wonder whether that may be his next move to try and 
bring Savile back into the lineup at some point, particularly with McDonald's future being up in the air yeah. at the moment. I was going to say, possibly on that, we don't actually have that many left. We don't have, have any left footers in the midfield at the moment. So actually, that's probably not helping with the overall balance mm. and width of the team in terms of having that sort of distribution out there. And now, Savile. I think he's the only nat- well, sure. natural fit at the moment in central midfield because McDonald's been left there, but Price was apparently injured. So we asked you put in that position, mm. and he was mm. the only one there, which is like first team pedigree. I think you can agree that Conor Cody will be there. Yeah, I think yeah. he's been uh, outstanding so far. He's been quite decent. But. I'm starting to feel a little bit sorry for him because seems like he's having to do the work of three men, and it's not really happening, <laughs> is it? And also the defence looks like just keep the defence the same. You're going to keep a consistency, but then Brighton top of the table could be. Even a more of a claim line tonight if they get a result you would expect against Rotherham, and then they're going to go up against the Wolves events, be it away, who are a bit on the rocks. Who would you play? I offer or Doherty? I offer all day. Because I don't really rate Doherty, but I offer has been quite poor this season when he has played. I think we we, touched on it before about I offer with the injury, so that's probably why he's not playing. But yeah, I definitely would play I offer. But I will admit, the times I've seen Doherty play this season, bar obviously I didn't see him playing against Bolton. I think he's been all right. He's not. He's not afraid to get forward, is he? No. But he, he? He just struggles when he has to defend, which for a defender's yeah. is a great <laughs> yeah. attribute. He's but not afraid going forward, but he seems to be afraid going back. Which <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird. He keeps. I don't know if anybody notices. Instead of just trapping the ball, he he'll receive the ball, but instead of trapping it and taking a touch and then playing it, he just has one big touch and then like a big pass forward and then sprints forward. Mm. And he's done that about five times against against Bolton. And every time it didn't work, and you think, well, okay, first time. But that's like his special attribute, like Saka mm. was like steamrolling the defence. His is like, instead of taking a touch, he just hits it forward and then runs onto it. But it never works. So I, think, just, I, I, I don't think Kenny Jackie actually bothers watching the games because he, he never makes a substitution. And then Doherty constantly does that and he doesn't tell him. So he must be just sitting on his phone like... Oh yeah, that, there was that photograph of him reading the programme on Saturday. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. when that was actually <laughs> taken. <laughs> He must just turn around and the substitutes go, oh, what are you doing here? Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. He, he's absolutely... Oh, I could moan for hours about Jackie, but yeah, it's not... In fairness, you are the first person I've met who really doesn't like any Jackie. I don't, I don't mind him, but it's just... Everybody else think, thinks the sunshine's out of his arse, and then he just does things like that when he doesn't make substitutions. And, he, and it's not the first game he's done it. He's done it the whole of last season... League One was all right. You know, I mean, any manager could have done got us promoted with the team we had. But last season, when it was crying out for a substitution, and he's done it again on Saturday, and you just think, make a make a substitution. <laughs> and he never does it, and that that's my. Those mates you've just got to put up with. Yeah. He comes out with you all the time, but you've just oh, he's you, you're, you're not the biggest fan of him. He's all right. Stop looking at me. <laughs> 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 he's, he's in the rage. He's gone bright red. It's a suntan after life. <laughs> He's like he's like your best mate's brother in You don't even really like him, but he's always there. He's like, oh, <laughs> Is your best mate got a brother? No. Does he prefer something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because we're all going to be some friction. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's do predictions on, <laughs> on, on, on the Alex Rage. Uh, Gray, I'll start with you. What's your gut telling you as of this moment for Walls v Brighton on Saturday the 19th of September? Spoiler alert, no clean sheet. Um, I think it'll be... We're not going to win. Um, I'll be optimistic and go for a 1 1 draw. And it was 1 1 at Molyneux last, last yeah, season. Yeah, it was 2 2 1 1. It was 1 1, wasn't it? 
Dan yeah, Bent no, and one, Danny yeah. Bart yeah. with the goals. Yeah. Alex Moore, um, Kenny Jackett's number one fan. <laughs> um, yeah, 1-1. One, one. I don't think. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Richard Two Hobbs. <gasps> I'm going against, you know, history. Um, yeah. Luke Thompson, the betting extraordinaire, fan cast flutter author. What is your gut telling you? Um, I Three two walls. Three two walls. <laughs> goal fest. Yeah. No, no clean sheet and over two and a half goals. Yeah. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Both teams score first half. I'm going for what seems to be the classic score scoreline this season. Two one. Two Brighton. I don't think. I think Brighton will come and shake the defence up. I don't know if you've noticed. I, I, I don't know if you've noticed. Here he's so. off again. Every, every, off time, again. every time a team has a really bad run, like like. Bolton have this they always end it against Wolves. Yeah, always yeah. That's, that's been the Wolves way for and, years. And, that always happens. You know, like if there's um, an advert on Sky Sports for like the Championship, they're always scoring against Wolves. Always, yeah, every, <laughs> always shows Wolves. Even, team. even on match of the day when they show a team, oh, this team hasn't been in the Premier League for five years. They show it against Wolves. We weren't even yeah. in the league that year. Yeah. Yeah, but there's enough, there's enough package highlights of what teams scoring against Wolves. And I bet you in February they'll be talking about Tottenham, for example. And saying, yeah, because if you notice when um, Ericsson does this, that and the other, and it'll show him scoring against Wolves. It will. Did Ericsson ever score against Wolves? No, but I'm saying it's going to yeah, happen. It's a, it's similar to that. But that it's That's all we've got time for on this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow our sponsors, uh, Upper Creative. If you're looking for a website or web solution for your business or venture, uh, check them out at uppercreative.com. Follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook, Wolves Football Fancast Show, and like, and check out our. Uh, blogs and opinion pieces on our website wallsfancast.com and I talk about why October might not be so good for Wolves fans. Check it out at wallsfancast.com and we'll be back we'll be back next week. I've got I messed up the road this week so don't behind the curtains. It's my turn in your seat next week. Oh yeah Graham's on it next week. Graham's hosting next oh, week yeah. by the way everyone. It's not your birthday or something isn't it in September? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but it's not. Birthday. No, no, no. You're supposed to time. You should have it on your calendar in big letters. Days <laughs> birthday. It's not September though, isn't it? No. In November. No. March. March. January. Mm. It's eight. April. April. Yeah. There we go. Red Easter, isn't it? Yeah. I was born in April. Share. Just try share. So Graeme is uh, he's hosting the podcast next well, where week. Where are you next week? I'm on a secret mission. <laughs> Oh, James. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be back next week. Graham will be uh, hosting duties. Well, I'm sure we'll be moaning once again until Wolves obviously beat Brighton 5 0, and we'll be saying, You'll be you'll be praising Jack and as he seems the new Messiah. For... Yeah, you will. <laughs> there we go. Bye from Graham. Goodbye. Bye from Alex. Goodbye. Bye from Rich. Bye, Bye from Luke. See you later. Bye from me. Well, me, two weeks' time. Graham next week.